Welcome to this week's episode of Need to Know Nutrition. Today is all about good mood foods, mental health, and nutrition. This topic has been requested, so thank you very much to my lovely, dedicated listeners. This is such an important and relevant topic in which I hope to shed some light on the connection between mental health, mood, and nutrition. It's also a somewhat sensitive topic, so I want to make it clear right now that I am not a psychologist and I'm not here to offer a cure, a solution, or make any outrageous claims when it comes to mental illness. What I do want to do is give you the facts about both mental health and nutrition and the things we can do in our daily lives to help support and boost mood. I'll have you know that this topic can potentially suck you down a rabbit hole that you'll never come back from, and trust me, I know from experience. So I'm going to keep it light but factual, fun but educational. I'll be discussing the what is when it comes to mental health and mental illness, as well as the foods you can include in your daily diet to help your body make those wonderful feel-good hormones and essentially make you feel good. I also want to touch on the things we could be doing, and sometimes without knowing, that can actually affect our mood on a daily basis. So let's dive in and shed some light on mental health, mental illness, and the food and lifestyle choices that can potentially stabilize, balance, and boost our mood. Welcome to Need to Know Nutrition with me, clinical nutritionist Belinda Martinella. If you're passionate about your health, have a craving for reliable information, or just want to hear some really awesome food facts, then I'm glad you're here. Each week, I'll discuss a new and interesting health topic packed full of delicious nutritional facts. Let me sift through all of the health and dietary jargon so you don't have to. It's time to get all the info you need to put your health first. What is mental health? The definition of mental health is actually a tricky one, believe it or not. Mental health is a term we often use as a substitute or an umbrella for conditions such as depression, anxiety, schizophrenia, eating disorders, and others. But in actual fact, mental health, according to the World Health Organization, is a state of well-being in which every individual realizes his or her own potential, can cope with normal stresses of life, can work productively, fruitfully, and is able to make a contribution to his or her community. So mental health is about wellness rather than illness. It's about feeling good and functioning well. Mental illness or mental health conditions is a more common phrase that can be represented by symptoms that affect people's thoughts, feelings, or behaviors. Now, I want to break down the main three mental health conditions, bearing in mind that there are many subcategories of each condition, as well as others that I'm not going to mention today. Firstly, depression. We all feel sad, moody or low from time to time. And some people experience these feelings intensely and for long periods of times. And I'm talking weeks, months, or even years, and sometimes without any apparent reason. Depression is more than just feeling low. It's a serious condition that affects your physical and mental health. Next is anxiety. Stress and anxious feelings are a common response to a situation where we feel under pressure or out of control. Once the stressful situation has passed or the stress has been removed, these feelings usually pass. Anxiety is more than just feeling stressed or worried. When anxious feelings don't go away or happen without any particular reason or make it hard to cope with day-to-day life, this may be a sign of an anxiety condition. Now, anxiety is different for everyone, 
There is certainly no one-size-fits-all when it comes to this condition. Eating disorders. An eating disorder is a serious mental illness characterized by eating, exercise and body weight, or shape becoming an unhealthy preoccupation of someone's life. It's important to understand that eating disorders are not a lifestyle choice. They're not a diet gone wrong or even a cry for attention. Eating disorders can take many different forms, affecting both men and women, and also interfere with a person's day-to-day life. Eating disorders or disordered eating is a topic all on its own. So for today's episode, I'm going to pop this one off to the side and perhaps discuss it in more detail in a future episode. If any of the above has triggered something or resonated with you in any way, please reach out for help. There are links in the podcast tab of this episode, as well as the Need to Know Nutrition social media page on Instagram. Don't hesitate and fight your battle alone. Reach out and get support. The stats. One in seven Australians will experience depression in their lifetime. A quarter of Australians will experience an anxiety condition in their lifetime. One in 16 Australians are currently experiencing depression. One in seven Australians are currently experiencing anxiety. This one blew me away. One million Australians have an eating disorder and this number is only increasing. One in eight Australians are currently experiencing high or very high psychological distress. These stats are alarming. Please know that you are not alone. Let's talk about what we do know. What we do know is that the food we eat contains many things, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, fiber, essential fatty acids, etc., etc. But we also know that your mood can affect your food choices, low mood, irritability, lack of motivation, low energy, you're potentially more inclined to reach for comfort food and lack the will to make good food choices and also vice versa. Your food or the food you choose to consume can affect your mood. When it comes to a good diet or a healthy diet, balance is key. And with mental health, it's no different. Studies show that a link between diet and mental health have found associations with whole food patterns. This means that there isn't just one superfood when it comes to boosting your mood. It's all about a balanced intake of a variety of foods. In 2013, Deakin University in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia, conducted a pioneering masterpiece when it comes to mental illness and nutrition. This randomized control trial, which is a very fancy way of saying that the validity or the quality of this study is very high, aimed to investigate the effectiveness of a dietary program in regards to the treatment of major depressive episodes. If you're interested in reading this paper, I highly recommend it. If you put SMILES trial Deakin University into your search engine, the PDF will appear. You can also visit their website, foodandmoodcenter.com.au for more info. If you don't really want to read the study, then let me just give you the bottom line. It is well accepted that significant numbers of people with diagnosed depression fail to respond to pharmacological and or psychological treatments. It's been suggested that lifestyle components, including diet quality, play a major role in mental illness, but it's also somewhat neglected when it comes to standard care. Now, this study showed that the participants in the dietary intervention group had a much greater reduction in their depressive symptoms over the three-month period compared to those in the social support group. 
Those who improved their diet the most experienced the greatest benefit to their depression. Although many people understand that diet is important when it comes to mental health, it's important to develop high quality scientific evidence in this area. And this gold standard study is really helping the healthcare industry understand a broader range of treatment strategies that may be effective when it comes to mental health. Okay, it's time to talk suppressors. Now, before I mention some food and lifestyle factors that can promote or exacerbate low mood, I want to quickly mention the connection between your gut and your brain. I know you've probably listened to the gut health or stress management and better sleep episodes of Need to Know Nutrition. Um, And if you haven't, may I suggest that you do. So I know you'll probably recall that serotonin, which is known as our feel-good hormone, or more scientifically, as a neurotransmitter, which is a chemical messenger that's released by the body to help communication, is found mostly in the digestive system. A whopping 90 to 95% of the body's serotonin, your feel-good hormone, is made in the digestive tract. So if you suffer from poor gut health, chances are the production of your feel-good hormone will be less than optimal. Serotonin production is just one of the many reasons why gut health is so important. Low serotonin levels are associated with depression, anxiety, sleep disorders, weight gain, and other health problems. I cannot emphasize enough how important gut health is to, well, everything. But in this case, how important it is to stabilizing and managing moods. Remember, happy gut, happy body, happy human. Now, the connection between your gut and your brain. Think about this. When you're nervous or anxious, how does it feel? Where do you feel it? Maybe butterflies in the stomach, a suppressed appetite, sometimes nausea, depending on how nervous or anxious you are. If you're highly stressed, how does it feel? Knots in the stomach, zero appetite, perhaps a lump in your throat? That is how closely connected the brain and the gut are. You have a thought or an emotion and your gut is one of the first places you feel it. I just want you to remember how important gut health and stress management are when it comes to balancing moods. Okay, moving on. Foods and lifestyle choices that suppress mood, and no doubt you can probably guess these before I even say them. First off the bat is a Western diet. So a Western diet, or one that's higher in processed foods with plenty of added salt, sugar, and fat, can be more likely to lead to symptoms of depression and anxiety. Not only are we now working longer hours with less breaks, but when motivation and energy are lacking, we're more likely to turn to food such as fast food or takeaway, chips, soft drink, lollies or candy and chocolate. But the truth is, they are more likely to exacerbate these symptoms. Alcohol. Heavy drinking can directly interfere with the chemicals that are vital for good mental health. Although we may feel relaxed after a drink or two, in the long run, alcohol has an impact on mental health and can contribute to feelings of depression anxiety, and our inability to deal with stress. Lifestyle drugs. This one's really interesting and is perhaps something that flies under the radar. Now, when I say lifestyle drugs, I'm referring to medicines that treat conditions associated with our lifestyle. For example, could be weight loss or smoking, impotence, performance enhancing, baldness, the effects of aging, as well as medications that improve mental agility. Lifestyle drugs can suppress mood. 
So be sure to consult your healthcare professional for advice if you think that this is affecting you. Lifestyle drugs are normally a preference rather than necessity. If this is you, it might be time to weigh up your preferences and priorities. Recreational drugs. Remember that all drugs have some kind of effect on mental health. They affect mood, they affect the way you see things and your behavior. Long-term effects include memory loss, foggy brain or the inability to think clearly, poor concentration, addiction, agitation, aggression, paranoia, anxiety, and depression. The Debbie Downers. This is a sneaky one, and I'm sure we all have that friend, family member, or know of someone who is a little on the negative side. Now, there's nothing wrong with venting. In fact, it can be very therapeutic. But there's a fine line between venting and a 24-7 glass half empty. Spending too much time with negative people can drain your energy and sneakily turn you into a downbeat. For the sake of your own mental health, choose to spend your time with happy, optimistic, positive people because this too can lift your mood. Now, the last one here, which I think is again a no-brainer, is social media. Studies show that prolonged use of social media and social networking sites can lead to symptoms of depression and anxiety. Now, if you haven't seen The Social Dilemma on Netflix, then this is a must-see for all social media buffs out there. Now it's time to dive into the wonderful world of food. I want to talk about food in general and then mention some specific nutrients that help boost your mood. Components of specific diets that can contribute to improving mental health and boosting mood include healthy fats. So think olive oil, oily fish, nuts and seeds, avocado, and anything to do with a coconut. These fats help decrease inflammation and are important for the blood vessels in our brain. The anti-inflammatory effect may help prevent depression. Whole grains. Think rice, oats, pasta, quinoa, breads. They're all fiber-rich and can promote the growth of good gut bacteria, and this may have a positive effect on mental health. Fruits and vegetables. The deliciously colorful components of your diet contain a wealth of nutrients, including antioxidants, that can help prevent cell damage. Fermented foods, think yogurt, tempeh, miso, kombucha, kimchi, kefir, all help to encourage the growth of good bacteria, which can positively impact mental health. Nuts, seeds, and legumes, plant-based proteins, healthy fats, and fiber. I'm not sure if there is a better combination. All of these are highly indicated to boost your mood. Okay, let's talk specifics. As per usual, there are many, so I've chosen my favorite three to discuss today. Now, I've already mentioned the omega-3 fatty acids. Remember those good healthy fats? So I'll skip over those ones and go straight to zinc. Did you know that this powerful mineral actually regulates mood and helps promote feelings of calm? Zinc also contributes to serotonin, as we all know how important our feel-good hormones are to boosting our moods. Zinc food sources include seafood, oysters in particular, pumpkin seeds, meats, eggs, beans, cashews, nuts, chia seeds, rice, tahini, and peas. Tryptophan. Now, this amino acid is a precursor to serotonin, our feel-good hormone. This means that eating foods rich in tryptophan can actually help the body produce this feel-good hormone. So make sure you get a few of these tryptophan-rich foods in your diet. Quinoa, 
flax seeds, lentils, poultry, eggs, beef, green beans, asparagus, salmon, hazelnuts, hummus, bananas, walnuts, turkey. Glutamine. This amino acid is a precursor for GABA, which is a calming neurotransmitter. Glutamine is involved in many metabolic processes and, as a bonus, is great for your gut health. Glutamine can help reduce fear and anxiety. Food sources include meats, dairy, poultry, fish, broccoli, lentils, potatoes, spinach, nuts and seeds. Also, don't forget these important lifestyle tips to help you feel more alert and productive. Stay hydrated. Exercise or move daily. Meditate. Schedule in some me time most if not every day. Put your phone or your smart device down. Get outside and get some fresh air. Have fun, laugh a lot and surround yourself with like-minded people. Remember that we all feel sad, lonely, anxious and scared sometimes. If you feel like any of those emotions are sticking around for a little too long or they're affecting your day-to-day life, then please reach out and ask for help. So we know that mood affects your food choices and also foods affect your mood. A balanced primary whole food diet is recommended to help boost your mood. Try to avoid processed foods or foods that are high in salt, sugar and trans fats, fast foods, alcohol, lifestyle and recreational drugs, as well as negative people. Oh, and do much screen time. Enrich your life with movement and exercise, colourful, fresh foods, plenty of water and herbal teas. And remember not to take life too seriously. Have fun, manage your stress and laugh a lot. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to hear your topic discussed or have any feedback about this episode or any other episodes, please get in touch via social media at Need to Know Nutrition PC or via email on my website, thetravellingnutritionistaustralia.com. Take care and I look forward to our next chat. Thanks for joining me today and learning all the things you need to know about nutrition and your body. If you want to learn more about today's topic or have a question you'd like answered, please jump onto my website, thetravellingnutritionistaustralia.com and find the podcast tab. All the references are also available should you wish to dive a little deeper. Remember, it's not the things that you eat and do occasionally that matter. It's the things that you eat and do every day that really count. Until next time, always choose the good stuff because you and your health are worth it.